Hi beautiful ladies. Are you so busy and distracted that quite frankly you feel you're missing out on the little things in life? I am Annabelle Ardent, wife, mother, sister, friend, and daughter, singer-songwriter. I have decided to intentionally stop and reflect on the many blessings God has given us. Blessings of intimate, personal, and strategic joy, providence, peace, grace, and hope. So sit back and relax as we look back and look forward to the many blessings ahead of us. Let us be intentional in seeking God in the little things. In this podcast, I will be sharing life stories with you in hopes that it will encourage you to pivot even closer to God. So let's go. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. I'm Annabelle. And I'm Jennifer. Have you ever tried to take a shortcut and ended up regretting it in the end? Although shortcuts sometimes work out, they also sometimes don't. Don't at all. Nope. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, you, if you're like me, shortcuts always sound better. They're tempting, yeah. for sure. Jennifer is coming to the to this week's uh, podcast with a yes, story of a her terrible own. story. No, it's a good story <laughs> because I could so totally relate with it, and I think a lot of our listeners can, um, because it's a very common thing when we're children that we're forced to do things that we don't want to, and we try to do shortcuts. And I'll share my shortcut with you <laughs> after Jennifer. Oh my goodness! Well, mine. You're gonna think it's so silly. But to me as a child, it, it took me years, literally years, to get over this. So when I was in elementary school and grade school, I was, like, really terrible at sports. Like, I mean, like, really, really terrible at sports. So in gym class, in PE, the teacher, you know, if we were doing some sort of a group sport that day, um, he or she would pick random two random people to be the captains of the teams, and then they would each get to take turns selecting who they wanted to be on their team. And even if my best friend was selected to be the captain, I was picked last. Oh, That's how bad I was. I was so bad. (laughs) Terrible. But there were a couple things I was really good at. Like I was great at running and anything where the main focus involved running. And I was really good at kickball, like awesome at it, right? Um, so any games that like focused on that were my jam. That was my thing. Yeah. And so I was always excited because when field day would come to our school and we would do all these unique games, a lot of them involved running. And there was this one game I knew I was going to be good at. And I was so excited because Annabelle, I never got a blue ribbon in anything that was sports related. Aww. You know, I was always that green participation ribbon because I was terrible. Aww. And so I thought, I have a chance. I can get a blue ribbon. I was so excited. There was a game I signed up for that involved um, the whole grade, all of my third grade. We put, dumped all of our shoes in a big pile at the end of the field, and we went back to the beginning and we watched as the teachers mixed up all the shoes into a giant mess, right? Right. And then the goal, the objective was to go down, get your pair of shoes, put them on, and then run back and the first back across the finish line won. Wow, right? that's a cool so game. So I 
was strategic about this, Annabelle. I put my shoes down and I remember just where I put them and I ran to the other end of the field and I watched my shoes intently. As the teachers like flipped them around, I watched exactly where my shoes ended up. Mm-hmm. So I knew when I got down there exactly where to look for my shoes. So I was the first, I raced off to there. I got to the pile first. I grabbed my shoes before anyone else got there. I threw my shoes on and I started taking off down the field like 10 seconds before anyone else Wow. So I thought, oh, it's going to happen. I'm going to get the blue ribbon. But there was something I did not do. Uh, I had Velcro shoes. Oh, you took a shortcut. I took a shortcut. So oh. I have Velcro shoes, and seriously, like, that makes it faster. Mm-hmm. No, but I, no laces. No laces to tie. Yeah. But I was Smart. so anxious, so excited, that I didn't even press those Velcro straps down, uh. and I just took off running with my shoes loose. So I get, like, a few seconds down, you know, nobody else has started to come, but I start running and a shoe comes off. Of course, they're not Velcro. Right, they're of course. So I run and I stop and I put my shoe on and I see a couple more people are headed my way now. And I thought, oh no, I gotta hurry, I I gotta hurry, maybe I can still, and I took off and I still did not put down my Velcro straps. Oh. I was a kid, I was like in third grade, and it, it just, the importance of doing that didn't, you know... Yeah. I guess settle in. So I took off running again, and it happened again. Ugh. I lost another shoe, and this time I was passed by a couple of people. Right. And I thought, oh, my goodness, so so much for the blue ribbon, so much for the red ribbon for second place. That's gone. Mm -hmm. But I still had a chance. Like, more kids were now coming. They were ready to rush past me. But I threw my shoes back on, and I start running, and I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can get that third place ribbon at least. Right. And it came off again. Wow. And that time, it was over. Like, yeah. I was passed. I don't even know what place I came in, but right. it was a green participation ribbon for me in that. And it took me a really long time to get over that because I knew that it was my fault. I didn't... I. You know how many times I thought, if I had just put my... Yeah. My, not laces, but my Velcro straps down, I would have been okay. Right. But you you were little. I I was little. I was just trying to hurry up and get get on with something, but I left out a critical step, Mm -hmm. and I paid a really heavy price for it. Right. I mean, okay, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like... your childhood dreams were crushed. Right. Okay, but in my child's heart, it was a big deal to me, Yeah. you know, Mm -hmm. and I replayed that scenario for you. Obviously, I'm talking about it, and it still bugs me to death, you know that? Oh my and goodness. sometimes the green participation ribbon is more important than first place because not everybody finishes. Well, that's true. Yeah, you that's know? true. And when we get to heaven, it's not about having the blue or green. It's about finishing the race. That's true. That's um, true. And, and I had the same scenario as I was growing up, but a little bit different in the sense that, okay, again, if you haven't listened to the first podcast, explains why the podcast is called In the Little Things. It's because I'm four feet tall. I'm not that tall. Four foot eight inches is not that big. I'm the size of a a second grader, if that puts it in perspective. And when I was little, or when I was younger, because I'm still little, (laughs) when I was younger. Sorry not to laugh, but that was cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, I couldn't run in races. My legs, I have to run 
I would have to run eight paces for one of your oh, paces yeah. because of the size of my legs or half your size. Yeah. So, and that's something I have to remind my husband every time we go on a walk or anything. Is I can't keep up. I can't keep up and thank God for, for dogs because they can't keep up either. <laughs> so he has to slow down. But when I was a, when I was a kid, I could not be on the baseball team I couldn't be on kickball even because oh. I couldn't run fast enough they would tag me by the time I'm not I'd take two paces I'm out yeah because the fact that my legs are so short so what I ended up doing what my parents ended up doing is trying different sports and the one sport that I was good at turned out to be swimming mm. because I have very strong legs from ballet and oh. tap you were involved in so much. Yeah, I was. I, I can't even tell you. But I was, my legs had good thick muscles, especially mm-hmm. my calves from yeah. ballet, um, that I could outswim mm-hmm. most people. The only thing I didn't have was endurance. I couldn't mm. do like the 200 or the 400 meter because well, I would, that's something you build up to, right? Yeah, but because of my size being so small, I couldn't reach fast enough for the walls. Oh, and, right. You know, mm-hmm. my size played a part, but I could do sprints mm. very well. I could do a 50, uh-huh. which is one lap, okay. faster than anybody. I right. couldn't do the back and forth, back and forth, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, but that kickoff, that, that one initial kickoff, kickoff exactly. Would help, right? I would, I was put on the relay team. Cool. For for the uh, relay is a sprint. It's kind of like doing a sprint. Each person does a sprint yes. in turn. And you right. and you pass the baton in running. This is you you tag the the next and swimmer go. and right. they go as soon as you touch the wall they they dive in. Um, and so I I was able to conquer that sport. But talking about shortcuts, when it was during practice and I knew that there was no reward no ribbon, no race, I would do something. And I'm very shameful about it today because I look back and I'm like, oh, I tried to do this shortcut. And in the end, if I paid a heavy duty price for it, talking about endurance, when you're in swim practice, you're doing laps. That's all you're doing. Right. Just laps. There's no racing, just laps. It builds your endurance and you hit it on the nail. I would, instead of doing the laps, I would tell the coach, coach, I need to go to the bathroom. Everybody oh. else was doing their laps, and I was in the bathroom just, you know, <laughs> hanging out, doing nothing, but I wasn't getting tired. I didn't have to do the laps. So when you came out? I came out to finish fresh. the laps. I only had half the laps of everybody else. Oh, my goodness. And the coach knew. She knew. She's like, you know, Annabelle's in the bathroom again. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly what I was doing. And she knew that because of my size, I couldn't do the long endurance races right. of everybody else. But I know what it's like to take shortcuts. And when I took shortcuts in the lap pool, I ended up starting to um, not have the endurance I didn't have the endurance, so I was put immediately. The coach said, Annabelle's going to do sprints. Sprints, yeah. Well, you know, as I grew up, um, I began to see how taking shortcuts can be 
a lot more costly. You know, it's one thing to lose out on a ribbon, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but like in high school, for example, I saw kids, you know, we would have assigned reading mm. and I would see kids get cliff notes so they didn't actually have to read the novel. Right. But then they would fail on a test. Right. Because, because the, the teachers details. know, they mm. know what's in the cliff notes and what's not. Right. So they would test on things they knew could only come from having read the novel. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So they would, but it, it wasn't just that. It got even worse. Like I would see friendships um, fall apart when there was like some sort of a misunderstanding between people right and rather than go to the person and discuss it they resorted to gossip because it's hard to confront somebody when you've been hurt right you know and it's awkward and it doesn't mm -hmm. feel comfortable but a really nice friendship would fall apart from something like that right right and then as an adult I've actually seen really beautiful marriages oh destroyed that's the worst. That's right the because it, and it would come from spouses not communicating pain or their feelings or their thoughts or even their fears right. with one another. And even though it's hard to do that, sometimes it's even worse when a spouse might go and communicate all those same things to another person of the other opposite sex yeah. because it's easier. They have someone to listen to them. And it just starts out as, I just need a friend to listen to me right? because they're afraid or maybe don't want to go talk to their spouse because it's uncomfortable and awkward and right. it could be confrontational. Right. And it's something you have to kind of push it just through. It seems easier right. in a, a shortcut. But what happens is it's just human nature. You start to develop feelings for that person. You're now spending time with them. You're getting understanding from them. And um, so they end up with literally adulterous feelings. It's just human nature for those feelings to develop in the, in that situation. And right. And so um, I've seen marriages fall apart, crumble from that, mm -hmm. you know, and then even in our relationships with God, like too many of us try to take shortcuts to that and we're just showing up on Sundays, but in the week we're not reading our Bibles, we're not really praying and, and talking to God right. um, and growing throughout the week as well. But right. I mean, think about it. What a totally different world we would live in if we were not always trying to take shortcuts. Right, right. And I think you hit it on the nail when you said that's just human nature. We tend to, to look for the easy way out. And unfortunately, the price at the end is so much bigger and such a re regret that we have to then see if we hadn't taken that shortcut, perhaps we would have learned something by taking the long long road it's kind of like the the cliff notes example you you use we read a book to learn we don't read a book to take a test right exactly we read it so that we grow in reading something we when we hit a wall we feel no nothing else we can do what ends up happening is we create a shortcut in our minds we're like oh well here's a door Let's mm -hmm. see where this door can take us. Right. Versus trying to climb over that wall and learning in the process that we have the endurance, we have the strength, and we have the help of God to get us over that wall. I think you're right. Like, it's a faith walk, right? It's a yes. faith journey. And you can't... And, you know, I didn't even think about that aspect. We're, we're denying ourselves the opportunity to grow, to yes. grow in our relationships, and even as a person, mm -hmm. and certainly to grow in our faith, that God will get us through this. God will, you know, like... I can think of times when, one specific time, especially when um, my husband had been laid off. You know, Ali had been without jo a job for months, and we had a young family, and we didn't take 
the first job that came our way, even though it was so good and it sounded crazy to Mm -hmm. not take it. And it was hard to not do that. But God was telling us not to. We didn't have peace about it at all. Right. And um, to this day, it just feels like, how could we have ever turned that down? But we just knew in our hearts it was not meant. And so uh, we turned it down, but 45 minutes later, the job opened up, the one that was meant and meant to be. And it was very clear. And I've shared it before, yeah, actually. Yeah, on the podcast. I don't <clears throat> right. remember the name of it. But yeah, yeah and so I know we- it exactly. But, but the thing was, had we taken the shortcut of just saying, you know what, God, it just looks like this is the right thing to do. So despite what you're telling us, we, we're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. We would have missed out on a far greater blessing. Yes, yes. And, and, and we certainly would have missed out on developing our faith and strengthening our faith. Right. And, you know, one of the verses that I think comes to mind when I'm thinking about shortcuts is Proverbs 18.9. It says, He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. And it does not sound like we're destroying things when we're taking the easy way out. It just sounds like we're finding an easy way to get around it. Right, right. But it can be destructive. Yes. It can be very destructive if you're losing a marriage over it or you're losing a friendship over it. Right. Or even the chance to grow, there's some sort of destruction in that. Absolutely. And it's not what God intends for us. No. When things happen where we are given a long, tedious task Mm -hmm. and we're looking for a way out because we don't want to do that task. It's kind of like um, when Jonah was told by God to go to Nineveh, what did Jonah do? Ran to Tarshish. He looked for a way out. He looked for a shortcut, and he looked for a way that he didn't have to do what God Mm -hmm. told him. And what happened to Jonah, in the end, after all the shortcuts that he tried to run away from God, in the end, God revealed to him, I am a patient father. I am a loving father. Now that you've escaped the mouth of the whale, and now that he has spit you out, go to Nineveh. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to take this away. You're going to have a new job. Exactly. I'm going to change things up for you. I'm going to accommodate you. I'm going to do what you want to do, not what I want to do. No, he just said it for, I think, the fourth time. <laughs> Go to Nineveh. Do this thing, Jonah. You got to get it done. Finally, when <clears throat> when Jonah did it, he received the blessing mm-hmm. in which he learned not to look for another shortcut and to follow through with God. So in our relationships, as you say, in our society today, I think it's very common for us to look for ways that are easier and not do the the difficult things or the things that we have confrontation or that take longer time. We're a society in which the quicker the better, the, the, the easier the better. And a lot of times we destroy what God has planned for us. Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother or sister sins against you, go to them. Yeah. Tell them what they have done wrong. Keep it between you and that person, the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them back. Meaning, in my mind, it is... To me, that sounds really difficult. When you've been offended, the worst thing you want to do is be with that person to begin with and then have to talk about the offense. You want to crawl into a hole and just let it pass. All you have to do is not talk to this person again or just ignore it. Worse yet, our society goes on to social media and we complain 
on social media because Agreed. it's not confrontational. It's the easy way well, out. It it's is, short... but we don't think of it that way, do we? No, we think, oh, I don't have to face this person. And better yet, I could figure out what everybody else thinks about it. Mm. You know, and there's well, you're, that. Yes, you're looking for justification uh, of your feelings exactly. toward this person. And, and that when, what ends up happening is you create this huge ripple effect amongst those that that know you. And the person who has done the offense is made aware of something maybe they didn't even know they offended. True. And you hurt them in the process because they're like, maybe they're talking about me. Yeah. And you've made it public and you've expressed how angry you are. Now Now they're super uncomfortable. Exactly. Now they're humiliated and embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And it's become the long, in the end, the shortcut is a regret. It is. Now, not all shortcuts are bad. If you are walking through Ikea, and okay. it's going to take five <laughs> like, years to get out of the store, <laughs> they have these little signs. You are obsessed with Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> they have these signs that say, shortcut to lighting, or something like oh, that. Oh, it's like and Disney World. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've cut through, and I've spared myself the exhaustion of walking through five miles of, like, couches. and. No, I, I agree with that, because you and I have gone through SeaWorld looking for oh. signs, and I know what you're saying. That is different. Now, if you are in Ikea, and you want to, what, what's it called, uh, window shop, uh-huh. And you don't know Ikea. I've never been in an Ikea. By Wait, what? I've okay, that's it, Annabelle. I'm taking never. you to our local Ikea store. <laughs> I've never and been you're to an Ikea. To, when we have four hours to spare, we're going to go <laughs> over that way. Ikea. <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> they reopened their um, restaurant. Oh, So we boy. can stop and enjoy the restaurant. Oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to put the kids with dad. <laughs> so, so the good thing about Ikea is when you get tired, there is no shortage of couches to sit on. And you can relax. Wow. And you can... <laughs> it's like going to Disney World. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so funny. Cute. No, but in all seriousness, like not every shortcut is bad, but those relationship shortcuts can be pretty painful. Yeah. You know, but here the, here's the thing. Too often, the easy way just ends up leading to something in our lives being more difficult in the end. And uh, just, you know, laziness in a job, for example, could lead to you being fired. Right. Right. Um, But just like laziness can lead to a termination from a job, laziness in a relationship can cause friendships to die or relatives to go years without speaking uh, and even marriages to end. So think, think about this. Are you taking shortcuts that you shouldn't be taking? Examine your life and just see where maybe you've been trying to take the easier road instead of the right road. And then once you've examined your life, just... Make any necessary changes to improve those areas where you can tell you have been taking shortcuts. Maybe it's relational and you need to become more communicative, even if it's uncomfortable to open up to someone about how you've been feeling. Um, Perhaps you need to work harder at your job so that your testimony remains intact and it's good before your fellow employees. Um, But whatever it is, just take it to God and ask him to help you make whatever changes are necessary to improve those various areas in your life. Yeah, and I think also as a uh, insight to this devotion, this podcast this week, it also is important that we do take shortcuts, and and a lot of us are hard workers. A lot of people um, 
do take the long road and and you get fatigued doing that you you get to the end of of the road and you're like okay what did i learn oh i'm so tired i'm i don't i right now i i don't know whether i even have the energy to to see what i have learned but do know that when you do if you work hard and you are regularly connecting with god regularly investing in people in friendships in family in all the relationships here on earth as well as in heaven um and stay really connected with people I would recommend, or, or we would recommend, Jennifer and I um, both agree that for those of you um, listeners who have time on their hands, who are not really dedicated to family perhaps or to work as much, um, I would highly, highly, highly recommend mentorship. Oh, right yeah. now there's, there's mothers and there's young adults who are starting to work, like Ethan, who um, are struggling to really figure things out and really see where they could put their energy and efforts into, I think we should try to mentor these young adults who are Mm -hmm. starting in a world that is a a world of confusion, Mm -hmm. a world of uncertainty, and a world of doubts. And we, we need to plant in them seeds of faith, seeds of responsibility, seeds of um learning versus being slothful and lazy right um and i think if you're if you're in that position where you're not taking shortcuts and you are ready and willing to mentor i think right now is the time yeah and you know can i just say that you know i don't think that you know mentoring is restricted to perfect people at all it's just you know there's no perfect person and um maybe you Maybe you are, you know, able to improve in some area, but there are other areas in which you can help others. I think that if you have the opportunity to mentor someone, it might not be a teenager. It might be a young mom. I know, Annabelle, just even a few years ago, look, I've got five kids. My kids were starting to hit the teen years, so I wasn't even necessarily what you would call a very young mother, and I needed a mentor, and I reached out to somebody, a lady who's only about 10 years ahead of me, and I was like, can you mentor me? Can you yeah. just help me walk through and navigate mm-hmm. these teenage years? Right. And she's like, oh, honey, I don't have it all together. I'm just like a mm-hmm. jar of clay here trying to be molded. And, and my family's got issues too. And we go through things as well. But she invested time in me. And we would just go out to lunch and mm-hmm. sit together. And, you know, sometimes it helped just to be reassured. Like, girl, the thing you're going through is normal. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's just not just to have you. That. It's yeah. not just your kids. It's not... so. I'm talking about somebody who admittedly is imperfect and she's got her own things going on, but she was still willing to say, look, if you're willing to accept that I am not, that I don't have it all together, Mm -hmm. like I'll sit and I'll, I'll just listen and I can, you know, help you where I can. And that meant the world to me, the world. Yeah. And sometimes experience is knowledge. It is. And even a bad experience you learn from. It's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So Mm -hmm. if you're imperfect and you feel like you're not sufficient enough, God alone in the Holy Spirit will give you exactly what you need to say, exactly the lesson we need to learn, and he will get us where we need to be. So let's just go to the Lord right now and, um, and let him speak to us and let him help us 
Lord, help us to see where we can make positive changes in our lives and help us to do them even when they're uncomfortable. We want to be close to you and have strong relationships and a reputation for being diligent workers and the things that we do, whether it be at work or at home. God, please help us to protect our witnesses to others by showing us areas of our lives where we can improve. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. I hope this podcast has encouraged you. If you know of anyone that could get encouragement, inspiration by this podcast, feel free to copy the link to the anchor page and pass it over to your social media page. Right now, our audience is growing tremendously overseas uh, as well as here at home in the U.S., So we know that the podcast is doing what it's supposed to be doing. But if you feel that someone in your life can benefit from this, please share it. Um, And if you have any questions or anything, you can write your comments here on Anchor or on AnnabelleArdent.com. For now, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember to always look back and ask God for what his lesson is for the week and if we were to take a shortcut or not. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye for now. Bye, everyone. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired, encouraged, or strengthened. And if you'd like to know more about the Annabelle Ardent Ministry, you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast, AnnabelleArdent.com. There you can find more uh, information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events, any new uh, merchandise that you can can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And... um, Also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, For now, I just want to thank you again for being with me. Um, Hit the like button if you uh, like this podcast. And uh, may God um, love just bless you and and embrace you this week. Um, As you encounter him on a personal and closer level, Um, I hope that you will see God's love in the little things. And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that you are, your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.